This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And the COVID numbers are trending in the wrong direction. That means more and more people getting tested, want to get tested. Cold and flu season around the corner. I've talked to a couple friends who say they they got a runny nose or started coughing and they basically (laughs) said goodbye to everyone they know. Uh Uh-oh, I got a sore throat. This must be it. It was a good run. But seriously, if you get sick, you're going to want to get tested for COVID-19, obviously. And we're hearing that the lineups and the uh, the wait times for COVID tests is just getting out of control, Jim. We had one of our listeners in line yesterday sending us updates as she waited. Yeah, her name was Charlene. Uh, she said, currently at the COVID testing site, been here since 9.30, and this is five hours after 9.30, uh, been here five hours, no test yet, almost close to six. Uh, she sent a picture of one of the porta potties that is outside uh, the testing facility, and it's it's a bit of a mess. But it also looks like somebody maybe br- broke into it and like smashed a soap dispenser or something like that Ew. overnight. I um, had to go in the porta potty. Remember, I stopped at a gas station. They're like, "Oh, you can't use the the washroom in the building, but we do have porta potties out back." And when I went in the porta potty, was there was no way the porta potty was cleaner. Yeah. Or more sanitary than what the bathroom inside would have been. Could you think of a less desirable place to go to the washroom than a porta potty at a COVID testing site? <laughs> no thanks. Yuck. Um, I guess the lineups were obviously crazy uh, to get into the testing site, but also crazy for the porta potty. She says one old lady wet her pants because the lineup was so long. Oh, Good man. thing I don't have diarrhea. Um, that is one of the signs that you might have COVID 19. But thank goodness. So is losing your sense of smell. Yes, that's true. So if you poop your pants, at least you're not going to smell it. She says, this is so bad, I just saw children peeing outside. I saw a disabled, handicapped old man with a worker who had on full PPE that had to help him relieve himself outside the van because there was no handicapped access to the bathroom. Now, apparently in certain spots, if you ask a nurse, there are some handicapped bathrooms that they could let you inside. So don't don't go outside of the non-handicapped one if you do have an issue and need the accessibility option. Um, but she also hit us up with some um, some advice. If you're waiting in line for over six hours, here's some things you need. Bring someone with you in case you have to leave your car to use the bathroom somewhere. Bring water, food, medications, toilet paper, or something possibly to pee in if needed. Bring extra diapers if you have them. Food, activities, a chair, an umbrella for shade so you don't have to burn all your gas. Uh, a phone charger because you need a cell phone to be texted before you go inside. I didn't know that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's some good tips there. You basically have to camp for a, pack for a camping trip. Before yeah. you go to get tested for COVID. I was hearing last week, two and a half hours, three and a half hours, but six hours to wait in line? Good God. How about the people who live in those neighborhoods with people getting out of their cars and just taking leaks everywhere? Yeah. Well, everybody has signs up on their driveway saying, please don't block our driveway. Passive aggressive smiley face. Uh, because, you know, trying to get out of your laneway when there's 40 cars backed up and nowhere to back out. Yeah. Please yeah. don't urinate on our trees. Yes. If you think you have COVID, the last thing I want is a is a COVID pea tree. <laughs> uh, literally a pea tree dish. <laughs> <laughs> Some good tips there. So bring the supplies. 
<laughs> I'm not joking when I say you may want to wear adult diapers. Well, it's a bit much. I I've say. tested them out before; they work great. Huh? Remember the time I wore an adult diaper in the studio? I peed in that thing at least four times. <laughs> it was, sure, it felt like I had a brick between my legs, but it, it, it's absorbent. Don't have COVID. It does the trick. Yeah, you're not going to lose your spot in line. Bring some food and some entertainment too for the kids. Imagine you're getting your kids tested. Oh yeah, what you got screaming children in the back of the car for four or five hours waiting in that lineup. Hmm. Man, uh, they got to do something. I know they've talked about the pharmacies being able to test for COVID-19, which would be great if you're just running to the pharmacy to pick up some uh, some lottery tickets or something. Yeah, <laughs> hit me with the swab while you're at yeah, it. Well, I was going to say, you have to fight past all these people lined up thinking they have COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> it may make me think twice about going to the pharmacy for any other reason. Yeah, really. But it's it's a definite mess out there. There's the tips. We'll post those on the Taz and Jim Facebook page if you are going to get tested. Some suggestions that could make your weight a little bit more comfortable. So if it's fall here, does that mean that spring just started in Australia? Hmm. It's opposite down there, right? Yeah. I know the water drains in the opposite direction. When you flush the toilet. Yeah. Right. Thank yeah. you, Simpsons. <laughs> well, thank goodness we've got listeners, Taz and Jim listeners, down under. <laughs> Jay is joining us. Good morning, Jay. G'day, how are you? We're good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. We're just getting out of um, winter now, which is good. But yeah, the lockdown we've had for 40 weeks hasn't been good. Not at all. Yeah, Taking all your personal rights away. Yeah, no doubt, man. I've heard that. So they, COVID, they say it's the worst one in the world. COVID mm-hmm. in Australia. How are the cases? Yeah, it's it's not too bad, really. Um, if you go to other places like Queensland, there's none up there. South Australia's got none. Western Australia, none. And the ACT, which is the Australian Capital Territory, where the Parliament House is, I don't think there's any there. Where it's are you calling us from? Victoria, from Melbourne. Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, that's where the lockdown is. It's just the the um, the metropolitan area, and then sort of as you move out, say towards say Kitchener from Toronto or something, it's it's a different zone. Okay, and yeah, so. and you say that the restrictions are are pretty intense down there. What is the government saying you can and can't do? Well, they give you four reasons to leave the house. One is for essential shopping. The other one's for work if you're an essential worker. And if you are a worker, you need a permit to go. For example, I do construction work, so we're not allowed to go to anyone's house or anything like that, and we have to write a permit out. And there's an 8 o'clock curfew, which has just been lifted to 9 o'clock. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, if you get caught past the curfew, it's a $1,650 fine. And they've just brought in new laws yesterday where the premier's... uh, bringing in private security officers to act like police officers, I'm pretty sure. That's what I heard. And I don't know if you've seen on the news, but they've wrestled, you know, old ladies, 70 years old, like most of the Pregnant women. Fine, but I don't know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. I just don't know what's going on. It's, it's pretty scary. I, I'm kind of chuckling because I know how what a big stink everyone is making in Ontario about having to wear masks. How that's such a big, yeah. big deal. But you must see that and be like, God, I'd take a mask over not being able to work or leave the house at all. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, they, you know, like um, a lot of people died from being lonely, you know, uh, old people. Like, for example, there was a young kid that was autistic and he walked down through the bush because it's still winter here. So it got cold at night. And apparently the locals were looking last night for this guy, 40 years old, and he ended up dying because, um, you know, they told everyone to go home because of the curfew. There were still some locals that went and looked, but they found him today, and he was dead. So, oh my really god! Sad story. So, even if there's a yeah. missing child, they won't let you stay out past nine o'clock. No, there's been there's been so many bad stories. There's like example just on the border, like say from Ontario to Manitoba, for example, and the hospital's twenty k's, and this person had to wait fourteen hours to get an emergency thing done because um, they wouldn't let him cross the border. You know, it's ridiculous. Which mm. the border's just like going into Manitoba. Yeah, it's just a provincial border and nothing, not, not, not that serious of a border. Is it true that no, even okay. during the day you can only go out for an hour at a time? Yeah, uh, no. well, first it was an hour um, and now it's two hours, but they would only let you do exercise five kilometers from your house. And that <laughs> was the same with shopping as well. It was ridiculous. Like, I live out in the country a bit, so there's nothing five kilometers from me. Yeah. Holy you know? cow. And if you got caught well, six yeah. kilometers from home, you'd get another one of those fines. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, they're, they're flying drones around and busting people at parks, and oh, it's just crazy. I've never seen anything like it. The, the premiers just, all the other premiers just can't believe this guy. They've actually got a lawsuit out. Daniel and, Andrews, his name is, and he's the premier, and he's just horrible. He's turned people's lives, you know, like I said, there's no compassion about anything. Nothing. He's just like that poor boy that was lost in the bush and they wouldn't let anyone go look for him. It's just horrible. That's so sad, man. They, they had police presence looking for him, but whereas the uh, community, well, 9 o'clock was the curfew and they didn't want people out. You'd get a fine if you went out. Jay's in Australia. He's telling us about what it's like, uh, the COVID restrictions down under. And when you hear that in Ontario, we've sent all our kids back to school, what does that make you think when you can't even go grocery shopping because the store's too far from your house? Yeah, well, if you want, you can't even go to the, if you go to the hardware store or anything like that, um, you have to do click and collect. And there's a lot of stores. Example, car washes aren't open. Um, they... What they did is they needed to extend this thing called a state emergency for another six months, and it was against the law to do it. So what they did is they got some parliament thing to get the seats all happening, and they got three extra seats in there and extended it. And So there's a class action against the Andrews government now because they say it's illegal what he's doing. So, is there any end in sight? But, do they say how long they're going to keep these well, restrictions in place in Australia? Yeah, well, the... They've gone down today. There was only uh, two deaths, I think, 14 cases. So the problem is um, he wants to get it right down. He's going to mention something on Sunday. So hopefully Sunday things get um, eased a lot better than what it is, you know? Uh. But it's, it's really horrible. You can't even go and visit a friend. It's sad, you know? No one's like, the, I got a guy next door, you know? Like, I go and see him sometimes to check on him, but yeah. 
just a lot of people are suffering. Did everyone stock up on Vegemite at the start of the pandemic? Just oh, a, no, toilet paper. It was all toilet paper. Toilet paper mm. down there, too. Some things yeah. are yeah. universal. Toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper, that's all it was. Everyone needs to wipe their butt. I'm hearing that, uh, that here in Canada, we're getting a second wave of toilet paper disappearing from shelves. Because now we well, all bought our have... toilet paper at the same time. We're on the same cycle, so everyone needs it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the exact oh. same time, and we're selling out of toilet paper again. Yeah, it's crazy. You'd, who would ever think? Who would ever think of toilet paper? Yeah. Is that why you were calling this morning, Jay, from Australia, just to talk about COVID? Yeah, I'll just get a, yeah, just tell about COVID. Yeah, just to just make like, us no, feel no, no, better no, about no, our no. situation here. Oh, your situation would be a dream, especially with the heat. See, we're just getting out of the cold weather here because we're in Melbourne. We had a 25-degree day the other day. But tomorrow's going to be 80 and showers again. So you get cabin fever, you know? Yeah. Kevin Fever. Well, next time yeah. someone asks you to pull your mask up, think of Jay before you complain. Because someone's <laughs> always got it worse. Hold on. Was that a cough, Jay? Did you leave the house for more that than an hour laugh. yesterday? That was a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that listening to Taz and Jim online on the other side of the world. What time is it where you are? Uh, it's uh, tw- quarter after eight at night. <laughs> oh, that a boy. You got a couple Foster's Loggers yeah. in you right now, sitting in the garage? No, well, last time I rang, you had a couple beers in me, but not tonight. <laughs> well, yeah. we, we appreciate you listening and telling us about what's going on down there. You be safe, okay? Yeah. No uh, worries. Take it easy, guys. All right, there's Jay calling in from Melbourne, Australia. Taz and Jim, Dave Grohl, got to be one of the coolest guys in rock and roll. Is he the coolest, Jim? I think so. Or would you give that honor to Bruce Springsteen? Mm. He's the boss. He's the boss. I th- honestly, I think I would rather drink beers with Dave Grohl, which would I would define as cool. I think. Okay, but but Springsteen might have better stories. Well, Grohl did do that really cool thing for for Nandy, the little drummer from <laughs> from England, where he wrote a, an entire song for this young girl. And uh, she's working on something to throw back at Dave Grohl. I love this little back and forth that they have going online. He's great with fans, mm-hmm. Dave Grohl. So is Springsteen. Listen to this. Maybe this story will sway you a bit. So Bruce Springsteen did this Broadway stint, Springsteen on Broadway it was called. And a fan at one of the shows decided to give Bruce Springsteen a gift, gave him an acoustic guitar. Springsteen, I'm sure he's got lots of guitars. He could have taken it, said thank you, thrown it on the pile, never touched it again, (laughs) right? But Bruce Springsteen's got a new album out. It's called Letter to You. And he says he wrote all the songs on that album using the guitar that that fan gave him. Wow. In 10 days, wrote the entire album, just wandered around the house with a guitar in different rooms, wrote each song uh, in a day. And I use that guitar to write every single song. Wow. I hope the fan is a fan of the new Springsteen music. Imagine <laughs> they didn't like any of the songs. Yeah. Well, I, I shouldn't have given him that guitar. I just ruined Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> a little soft. Maybe I should have given him a one you plug in. Is there a bigger honor, though? No. As a fan, to have the gift you gave to an artist used to write an entire album. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I hope I hope there's a shout out in the liner notes just so you can prove yeah. that that it was you. 
Well, hopefully you told Springsteen your name and he remembers <laughs> it. So it's not just. And thank you to Guy Who Gave Me the Guitar. <laughs> Guy who smuggled guitar into the venue. <laughs> into the Broadway show. <laughs> Maybe the guy will get the guitar back. Now, that would be really cool. You give Springsteen a guitar, he writes an entire album of music on the guitar, and then he gives it back to you. Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. I, I told you I would completely lose my faith in Dancing with the Stars if Carol Baskin wasn't the first one kicked off the show. Mm-hmm. She wasn't. Oh, my can you believe it? She was so terrible. Not only is she probably a murderer, she's the terrible dancer. She was the worst. She got the worst score. Um, she has the worst personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for some reason, the judges, they had to choose as a tiebreaker uh, who stayed on. And, uh, Carol Baskin or some other lady who's apparently a celebrity. <laughs> and they they chose... Carol Baskin to stick around. Ratings, obviously. I mean, people are curious to see her embarrass herself week after week. But come on. She she is the Omarosa of Dancing with the Stars, the person you (laughs) love to hate. So you keep him around for as long as possible. (laughs) It's like our Taz and Jim listeners were saying last week. (laughs) Obviously, the judges are going to vote for Carol Baskin. They don't want to get fed to the tigers. (laughs) You don't want to be tiger food. (laughs) <laughs> imagine she just went off imagine they gave her a terrible score or something and that was the the straw that broke the camel's back and she just i will kill you like i killed my husband and she did a full confession on dancing with the stars now you want to talk ratings oh and then at one point she just like claps or snaps her fingers and three tigers show up behind her ready to pounce on the judges winged tigers <laughs> She spins around. My and, pretties. <laughs> and hops on the winged tigers and flies away. <laughs> Nothing would surprise me at this point. No. It's 2020, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised either. But defying all odds, Carol Baskin still on Dancing with the Stars. A little public service on the uh, Y108 and the Taz and Jim uh, Facebook pages. Hamilton police are looking for a couple of suspects, and boy, these guys stand out like sore thumbs, Jim. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's the bright red scooter that they're on, or the fact that they are two grown men on said scooter, one who's tiny and skinny, and then the guy on the back who is a, it's a big lad. Is he wearing a trench coat or something? I... <laughs> He's got, uh, it looks just like a winter coat or some sort of like work coat. Like he works in a shop or something. Two characters, though. They definitely look like two mismatched characters. Yeah. And they're both fleeing the scene of a crime. <laughs> doubling up on a, a small e-scooter. Yeah. I'm scared they may be heading to Aspen, Colorado. Traded it's... the van for it. Straight... <laughs> it's 70 miles a gallon on that hog. Traded the van for it. Straight up. I can get 70 miles to the gallon on this hog. <laughs> Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! (laughs) Real Dumb and Dumber vibe. It it looks like the the guy in the front looks like a a nerdy friend, and the guy in the back looks like he convinced him to do something he didn't want to do. There was a fire, a, a stolen SUV, and... The SUV was on fire. 
these two guys may or may not have had something to do with it, but they're wanted for questioning. <laughs> looking to identify Hamilton police, looking to identify the two men. How can they not be identified yet? <laughs> they are the, they stand out like the two most yeah. identifiable people in the Hamilton area. And, and there, there's a series of photos of them <laughs> during their quote getaway, and the one guy's feet are dragging along. His toes are dragging along the ground. The driver looks terrified. It's just an amazing visual. I want to talk to these guys. Well, I want the police to find them first. Hopefully they're innocent. Maybe they aren't the guys that uh, that are responsible for the SUV fire. They could be carpool carpoolers. Yeah, good Samaritans. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, go online, check out their pictures. If you recognize them, call Crime Stoppers, and let's get this whole thing sorted out. <laughs> Jim, you've already turned on the furnace in your house. Was it pumping last night? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, I turned it on in the morning a couple times in the last uh, seven days because it was like 16 degrees in my house. Yeah, it was close to zero past few days at mm-hmm. nighttime. It's amazing how cold it gets when the sun goes down. It's almost like the sun is responsible for heating the planet. I don't know about that. BS. <laughs> yeah, Show right. me some science. The sun is just a giant light on this flat earth. Okay, Taz. <laughs> My wife and I have been going back and forth as to whether or not to turn the, the furnace on. We got one step closer last night. I did change the filter on the furnace. Mm. I, I saw a meme. It was people are walking around with masks on yet their furnace filters look like this. And it was like a <laughs> furnace filter just full of gunk. Disgusting. Yeah. It's like the, the, the lint uh, that builds up in the, yeah. in the filter in the dryer, right? That's Ex- except browner. If you forget to change your filter for, for a year or two, that's yeah. what you're dealing with. Gross. So I went down there and I swapped that out. So we're, we're furnace ready in the Tasma Hall. Okay. We just haven't turned it on yet. Yeah, my girlfriend works from home all day, so, you know, if it's that cold, I just say put on a sweater, but uh, uh-huh. it's worth not having an argument. You're learning, Jim. You got to pick your battles, right? Mm-hmm. If you, uh, you want to lay your foot down over turning the furnace on in September, then it's your prerogative, not but you're going to have to deal with the consequences. Nope. I had the same conversation. I got home, and, and Uliana's working from the office, and she's like, it's so cold in here. She's got like a shawl on. <laughs> I don't know what they call those things. It's like, you know, the, the women, thin blanket thing? Yeah, women will wear, it's like a wearable blanket that women walk around in. A wide scarf? <laughs> she had one of those things. A pashmina? Is it a pashmina? <laughs> I don't know. She was wearing one of those at the computer, and she's like, oh, it's so cold in here. I'm like, try closing the door, and I closed the door to the office, and I went downstairs <laughs> to watch TV. So... I, I'm guessing in the next week or two we're gonna we're gonna go for it, <laughs> or probably any time I'm out of the house the furnace is on. Oh, guaranteed. Or she's plugging in a little space heater and you're paying for it one way or exactly. another. Exactly. Oh, you will pay for it one way or another, Jim. <laughs> we have been getting bombarded with this this story today. Uh, a lot of you guys, listeners, sent us links to the story. We appreciate that. Been scrolling through social media. A lot of people posting about it. It's it's a win for the Kraft company. Kudos to Kraft for doing this. They are releasing pumpkin spice Kraft dinner. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is a college student 
female student's dream, I would say. Yeah, do you think the ladies are more into pumpkin spice than Without the men? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I've never seen a guy order a pumpkin spice, to be honest. Uh, Kraft has created pumpkin spice, macaroni and cheese, only in Canada. They're only making a thousand boxes. You can't buy them. They're all going to be giveaways. Hmm. A great marketing tool. It, look at look at all the free publicity they're getting. People are excited about. This. Totally. I wonder if it's like a test market too. Like, it, of course, if a thousand fly off the shelves or are applied for right away, they're probably going to make more. You would assume. Yeah. Sounds disgusting to me. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, I'm not a big fan of the pumpkin spice stuff, but it's a great way to uh, to get some attention here. I'm just trying to figure out how you can get yourself a box of uh, pumpkin spice craft dinner. You can sign up online at pumpkinspicekd.com. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> There's a wait list. <laughs> sign up to try the best idea ever. <laughs> I don't think it comes... <laughs> It doesn't come in a box. It comes in like a, it looks like a Starbucks cup almost. Oh, and you eat it like out of a spoon still, almost like out how you get spoon. fries. Yeah, look at that. That's pretty good. Hmm. Can you really improve craft dinner? I mean, it's almost perfect. What is your go-to, Jim? Craft dinner with just just the KD by itself. I go hot sauce, Parmesan cheese. Oh, little, wow. More cheese. Black pepper. I know. <laughs> I, I, I feel that uh, my body needs at least another 3,000 grams of sodium. <laughs> <laughs> it is the so, saltiest treat so you I could just have. Load, I just load on some Parmesan cheese, and not the good kind. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the powdered crap. Yeah. I know for a lot of buddies put Frank's red hot sauce in yeah. there. Yeah. It's a hot good. sauce-infused uh, craft dinner would be a good promotional item. Totally. Bacon-flavored craft dinner would mm. probably be good. Maple bacon for us Canadian folk. Let's do it. Yeah. Now you're on to something here, Kraft Dinner. As as much as I have no desire to try pumpkin spice, start releasing limited edition flavors. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's a whole untapped market that you're dealing with. Marijuana's legal in this country. Oh, put marijuana in it. <laughs> yeah. Marijuana-flavored Kraft Dinner. <laughs> KDCBD. What are these green chunks? <laughs> <laughs> that's not oregano. Unfortunately, a lot of businesses have decided to stop because of uh, the tough times they face because of COVID-19 and shutting down temporarily has turned into permanent. And Jim, you seem very upset about a landmark in London, Ontario that has decided to close its doors for good. Yeah, this used to be a birthday party go-to. In fact, we used to go here like as, as a family on Easter. It was the Weirdly Kelly enough. tradition. You drive in from Mitchell, Ontario, and go to Laser Quest downtown <laughs> London. A couple times, Laser Quest, after 27 years, wow. is closing its doors in London and in a bunch of places across Canada. Um, they they posted something on their Facebook page that said, "Thanks for the memories over the past 27 years." Laser Quest has brought fun to life with countless birthday parties, day camps, youth group events, plus numerous corporate and educational outings. As much as we wanted to reopen all of our North American locations, the COVID-19 pandemic and the resulting uncertain economic climate have made the continued operation of many locations next to impossible. Hmm. I can remember. (laughs) God, I feel old. 27 years? I can remember that place opening... And I was uh, doing a co-op placement at the radio station then. Mm-hmm. 
And like we went and we did a bunch of promo stuff for the grand opening of Laser Quest 27 years ago. Was the technology mind blowing? Like when you go into virtual reality now? Are you kidding me? Laser Quest is the best. Although I'd always just stand behind somebody and shoot them. Oh, yeah. If you have a partner in there, you can clean house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought you said you weren't going to shoot me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Things change. He's at the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> the funniest thing is my this was my buddy's go-to move. You know, there'd always be like, you know, a kid's party. And then if you're, we, I would go as an adult, by the way. I probably went six times in my 20s. And uh, my one buddy's go-to move was team up with a kid and be like, hey, you guard that end over there. And then every time the kid turns around, you shoot him in the back. And right. then uh, you just use them as cannon fodder. Smart. Mm-hmm. That's what they do in real wars, don't they? I Some think countries. So. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, Laser Quest, RIP, had a good run. But you can imagine it would be very difficult. You got to clean those backpacks and the, the lasers off every. Oh, yeah. Every time a group goes in there, you got to disinfect that little crow's nest that you could hide out in and. <laughs> It'd be the sneaky sniper guy at the top, but then if someone got up to the top, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. You're cornered, like a little cornered rat. <laughs> Man, good times. I know. It sucks. And you look at how the regulations are continuing with, with outdoor gatherings and indoor gatherings, and people are uh, scared to go out and, and go to businesses where there's groups of people. I don't think this is going to be the end of it. Hmm. Laser Quest was a fun run while it lasted. Man, some days uh, with this COVID-19 stuff, it is tough to remain optimistic, isn't it? Talking about the the testing and one of our listeners saying that she had to wait six hours to get a test. Mm -hmm. Line up where people were peeing themselves. You couldn't get out of line. People starving. Babies are crying and... I can't imagine, and that's a that's a big deterrent, man. <laughs> if yeah. You, unless you really thought you were sick, would you go get tested for COVID-19 if you had to wait six hours, Jim? No, I wouldn't even consider getting tested if I wasn't sick, or if, yeah. I, if I didn't have to go somewhere where I was mandated to get a test. Are there healthy people just going to get tested out of curiosity's sake? Maybe if they've been exposed, right? Okay, because I was going to say that might be a reason why the lines are so long. Yeah, if if they work somewhere and there's someone with COVID came in or you see the charts of how it spreads if if you were in contact or at mm-hmm. one of the places where where there's been a COVID incident, probably want to go get tested and you should be able to get tested. Problem is, uh you had you had uh, a couple months where the numbers are going down, so Everything was fine at these testing centers, but as soon as the numbers start climbing up again, which they have been telling us is going to happen forever, uh, they don't have the the facilities, they don't have the um, capability of mm-hmm. doing enough testing. They knew it was going to happen. They've spent, they've given out trillions of dollars. Yes. And you couldn't have the foresight to figure out a good system to get tested. Wouldn't that be, you know, yeah, top like, of the priority list? What else are you working on? <sighs> it's frustrating. I don't know. Yeah, and seeing all this stuff yesterday, I, I just feel so bad for the people who are out of work. And there are still people, I mean, uh, for a lot of folks, you've returned to near normal life, but 
there's people still sitting at home without jobs and a lot of people in the live entertainment business are still out of work. A lot of them are our friends, Mm -hmm. close friends. They're people that we've worked with for decades. And uh, you may have noticed driving past live venue locations last night all across the country that they were lit up red. Just to remind everybody that there's a lot of great people who are out of work. Uh, the technicians backstage, the, um, the, the roadies, the stagehands, mm-hmm. the people who work in, in these places as bartenders, servers. There's, the list goes on and on. It really is mind-boggling how many people don't have their livelihood right now because there aren't concerts, there aren't uh, stage plays. Etc. Etc. The performers, the musicians, the actors. Yeah, to see, you know, and and you think, oh, they're they're going to be fine. They're musicians. Not all musicians are are millionaires, you know, uh, resting on their their record royalties mm-hmm. at this point. The up and comers. What I feel bad for the musicians. What if this was going to be their breakout year? You know, they yeah. they were going to play that show where the right person was in the crowd and they were going to get their record deal finally. Mm-hmm. It's just like the athletes who may have been on the cusp of making the big time, but because they may not play, yeah, their ca- career path has been completely altered. Anyways, uh, we just wanted to give a shout out to all our friends who work in live entertainment. Uh, we miss you. We uh, hope you're doing well, and we want to get back uh, as soon as we can to support your industry. Uh, Light Up Live was the hashtag last night. I also miss the people that, like the that guy, I I miss seeing that guy at concerts. There's one guy here on my Facebook, John Travers, also known as Hell on Wheels. You know, John, he, he lives with cerebral palsy. He's at all the uh, yes. the concerts in the area. Yep. Big smile on his face. He just loves live rock and roll. And he put out a very touching statement on his Facebook last night about how much he misses his musician friends, his music lovers that he doesn't get to spend time with, and all of the live event support staff in the area. You know, it is, it's a community that has just uh, been ravaged by COVID-19. And if you know somebody and, and they can use a little help, do what you can to support them until we get back to normal. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.